Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. My name is Spencer, and uh, welcome to the dictionary. Uh, please rate and review this show. I like to get all my pluggy things out just at the beginning, so you have to listen to it, and you're not allowed to skip forward at all. Uh, rate and review this show. Give it the stars. Uh, tell me what maybe one of your favorite words is or something like that, and uh, or just what you think about the show or me or just life in general. Uh, social media, you can find this show, Instagram and Twitter, at DictionaryPod. There is a Facebook page, which is just The Dictionary Pod. Um, if you go to my TikTok, my personal is at SpeedJampar, but I'm only at currently only doing dictionary-related things. Uh, you can also find that, that same handle, at, dictionary, uh, at SpeedJampar. Oh my god, so many things. Uh, at SpeedJampar and on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email me at this show at what? Oh boy, I feel like I should start this over. No, we won't do that. Dictionarypod at gmail.com if you want to email me. Uh, call the Google Voice number if you want to leave me a message, and then I should be able to put it in an episode if you want that. 917 uh, Patreon, if you want to join the Patreon, $1 a month gets you early episodes. $5 a month gets you also exclusives. Um, so thank you to my two two patrons, uh, Chris and Mike. Do I have your names right? Hmm, I'm, I'm feeling like I got Chris Chris wrong. It's, it's been so long since I've said or seen his name. I, I'm blanking on that. Anyway, hi. Thank you. I do appreciate this. Uh, Okay, what else? Merchandising. You can buy merchandise for this show on the TeePublic link in the show notes. You can watch this show on YouTube. Uh, Every 10 episodes is one long, long video on YouTube. It just shows the logo. If you prefer the YouTube, subscribe and share. This has to be shared out so more people can learn about it. Oh, so much talking. Let's do more talking. The first word in this episode is dolomization. Nope, nope. Dolomitization or dolomitization or dolomitization. D-O-L-O-M-I-T-I-Z-A-T-I-O-N. It's a long word. Noun from 1862. The process of converting into dolomite, dolomitization. Dolomitize, that is a transitive verb. And then, of course, the word dolomite was in the previous episode. So you can go back and listen to that. Okay, my sound effect is going to be very on the nose and obvious. And uh, I will, I'll try to do a decent job. It's going to be... Okay, the next word is dolor or dollar, D-O-L-O-R, noun from the 14th century, mental suffering or anguish. The synonym is grief. Well, this is from the Latin dolor, which means pain or grief, from dolere, which means to feel pain or grieve, And I'm just going to look back in the previous episode because I think that we saw some related stuff, didn't we? Where was that? Uh, Okay, let's see. We had 
Domen, Domen Sleep, Doma, nope, none of those things. Dolly, Dolly, Dolly. I'm definitely remembering reading things about grief and sadness within the last few episodes. But, uh, you know, I, I only do one or two of these a day, so I'm, I, it's hard for me to remember. Boy, where were those? I wish I had like a, a control F find function on this physical real book. Wow. Yep, I don't see it. I really thought it was not that long ago. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Well, I mean, let's we can go back another page, but that's all dog stuff, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I I thought it would be closer than that. But dolor is mental suffering or anguish. It's a place that none of us want to be in, I don't think. Next, dolorous or dolorous. It's the same word with an O-U-S added to the end. Adjective from the 15th century, causing, marked by, or expressing misery or grief. Dolorously is an adverb, and dolorousness is a noun. So something can be described as dolorous, and then the, the actual feeling of that suffering or grief is called dolor. You're in a state of dolor, and you are dolorous. E-e-e. I don't want to go too high-pitched because I feel like it really strains my vocal cords. I, I, I can't really go that high, so I'll, I'll, I'll do something simpler. The next word is dolor, spelled with an O-U-R, and this is the chiefly British variation of dolor, which is the one that we already read, which is the American way to spell it. It's like the word color, C-O-L-O-R, or the British would spell it C-O-L-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. E-e-e-e-e. Here's that sound effect. It is the word dolphin or dolphin. Dolphin? Where'd all those dolphins come from? Noun from the 14th century, 1A1. Any of various small marine-toothed whales with the snout more or less vertebrae... Oh, no, I skipped a line. The snout more or less elongated into a beak and the neck vertebrae partially fused. Hmm. I didn't know their neck vertebrae were partially fused, but I have also never studied the the, the, the skeleton structure, the, the skeletal structure of a dolphin. So how would I have known that? Uh, the family name is Delphinidae. Uh, there's no additional information for this part. They are It's a whole bunch of different small marine toothed whales. So they have teeth. They are technically whales. Uh, they have their, their snout is like a beak. And yeah, but you know, there's a few different kinds of things called dolphins. So what does 1A2 say? Any of several related, chiefly freshwater toothed whales, as of the family Platanistidae. Platanistidae. So that's a different family name than 1A1. Uh, how they're different, I don't know. Maybe you need to look it up. Or we'll put it in the show notes. Delphinidae and Platanistidae. 
1B, it is the number one definition for the word porpoise, which is spelled porpoise. Number two, the synonym is dolphinfish, which is uh, actually coming up in this episode. Number three, this one would be capital, with a capital D, and the synonym is delphinus or delphinus. And uh, I'm just going to have to do a quick, quick look back at that word uh, to remind everybody what that was, uh, because I don't remember. But it's capitalized, so that uh, that makes me wonder. Makes me wonder. Oh, here it is. Uh, but nor the oh, it's the constellation. It's a constellation west of Pegasus. So I wonder. Oh yeah, it must look like a dolphin. Well, you know, as much as a constellation can look like a dolphin. That's, that's delphinus or dolphin. Four, a spar or buoy for mooring boats. Also, a cluster of closely driven piles used as a fender for a dock or as a mooring or guide for boats. I didn't know they had a thing helping, helping with the boats called a dolphin. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't really do the boat thing. Well, we have a picture of a dolphin. Uh, it's the 1A definition, which is technically 1A1 and 1A2. And, you know, it, it looks like a dolphin. Uh, the top of it is black. The bottom is white. It looks like the middle is kind of gray. But some of this might be sort of artistic representation with, with lights and shadows. Uh, yeah, so the, the nose, the snout is on the left side. It's, it's uh, kind of pointy. Not too long. Uh, there are different kinds of dolphins that will have like longer beaks or shorter beaks. I feel like I've seen ones with like barely any beak at all. Uh, the eye is pretty close to the beak. There is a set of fins uh, kind of just right behind the eye. There is a dorsal fin sticking up out of the surface of the water. Um, it, then it's got, you know, the, uh, the fin in the back, the tail. Uh, it's like, like other whales and mammals, it's, um, the, it's, how do you describe it? The, the fin, it, it's like a U shape, um, but it's, it's horizontal, uh, to, to the ground, to the water, opposed to a lot of fish where it's vertical. Uh, so I think that's one difference possibly between the fishes and the, the mammals, which are like the whales, the dolphins, the whales, the, those kinds of things. Uh, Yeah. And they are mammals. Um, I'm trying to see. It didn't actually say that they are mammals in the definition, but they are. Uh, and yeah, that's the dolphin. Um, I, I pet one of these. Uh, I got in the water with dolphins. It was one of those resort experiences. I didn't really think about it until later that like, oh, this is just not really the most ethical thing. This was before I had gone vegan. So I know I don't really fully support things like that unless they can be more in like a, a wild situation. They weren't in, um, pools it wasn't a pool but it so it was in the ocean but i think that they had it like netted off so they couldn't really escape so they had an okay space but not really as much as they should have they need to roam free is what i think and oh geez these guys they're so smart and interesting and they the way they can they can communicate like we can with their with their sonar sounds and stuff they're high-pitched and 
it's uh, I, I can't wait to see like what what do we learn about their communication in the next like, geez, even five to ten years, but like fifty years from now, will we be able to communicate with them back? I mean, we already sort of do with like sign language and stuff, but yeah, they're they're spectacular creatures. The etymology is from wow, so many different things. Uh, who I'm trying to pare this down. Uh, well, it goes all the way down to, uh, well, Greek. Delphis, D-E-L-P-H-Y-S, which means womb, W-O-M-B. Also down to the Sanskrit, garbha, which I would assume means womb, but I'm not sure. But then there's, you know, the Latin delphinus, uh, the Middle Latin dalphinus, Old French dalphine. But I guess it all comes back to the word womb. And, you know, they are mammals, so they have a womb, just like whales. So why would you give this creature the name womb? Hmm. That's interesting. I, I thought it would be more more specific than that. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's womb. Hmm. I'll post a picture of a dolphin on social media. Maybe, maybe I'll post the picture of me with a dolphin from, ooh, how many years ago was this? <laughs> Fifth? 15 years ago, maybe? When was that? That was a long time ago. Dolphin fish is next. Uh, Noun from 1840. Either of two active pelagic pelagic bony food fishes of tropical and temperate, temperate seas. It's just also called dolphin. The species name is Corifina equicellis, and also Corifina hippurus, and they are of the family Corifinidae. Uh, so these are not technically dolphins, but they do call them dolphins. Uh, they're because they're they're fishes. They're fish, fish, the fish, fish, and they're uh, pelagic, whatever that means. Hmm. I wonder what they look like. Maybe we'll post a picture of that too. Maybe they look like a dolphin. Dolphin striker, two words, noun from 1833. A vertical spar under the end of the bowsprit of a sailboat to extend and support the martingale. So in the word dolphin, we had that thing. It was also a spar or buoy for mooring boats. And then this is a vertical spar. This dolphin striker is a vertical spar, um, probably also to help do the, have the boat do things. Now, I don't like the name of that, Dolphin Striker. Uh, maybe this is a thing that would often hit dolphins if they got in the wrong spot. And uh, yeah, uh, maybe we can come up with a new name. Maybe maybe also don't hit the dolphins if you can't do, make it, do a redesign so the dolphins don't get struck. E-E-E. Next is dolt, D-O-L-T, noun from 1553. A stupid person. Doltish is an adjective, doltishly is an adverb, and doltishness is a noun. And this is from Old English dol, which means foolish, and I feel like we also saw that in the etymology not too long ago. Where it was exactly, I couldn't tell you.
Hmm. Um, I often feel like adult. You can call me adult. I can call me adult. Uh, I, I often don't know things or I do stupid things. So, hello, my name is Spencer and I am adult. Well, that was the last of the D-O-L words. Here we go with D-O-M. This one is pronounced... Well, that's actually more interesting than usual because there's the number one. Number one and number two have different pronunciations. It is spelled capital D-O-M. It is from 1716. It's not a noun or anything like that. So number one is pronounced dom. That's how I would have wanted to pronounce it. It is used as a title for some monks and canons regular. And number two, now this one is pronounced don. Now, but but there's an N sound instead of an M sound. But it's also it's got that little superscript thing, so it's like ooh, it's just sort of like a subtle N sound. Don, don. This is used as a title prefixed to the Christian name of a Portuguese or Brazilian man of rank. So slightly different pronunciations, but kind of the same idea. Um, a title in in both cases, it's a title, and it also looks like. It's for a religious person, uh, usually Christian, maybe maybe always Christian, maybe not. But uh, yeah, they're, they're dams or don. Hmm. Oh, and then this is from the Latin dominus, which means master. Yes, master. Next. Huh. E-e-e. Now this one is dom again, D-O-M. But uh, usually, usually when we get to these that are capitalized or not capitalized, the not capitalized version version is first. So I don't know why they put capital D-O-M first here. That is kind of odd. But the lowercase version is an abbreviation for one, domestic, two, dominant, three, dominion. E-e-e-e-e. Here we go with a suffix, also D-O-M, noun, uh, no year, 1A, dignity or office, as in dukedom. (laughs) That's a funny word. I don't know why. Dukedom. So it's the office of the duke or the dignity of the duke is the dukedom. 1B, realm or jurisdiction, as in kingdom. Yes, the, the realm of the king or queen or princess or prince or whoever whoever's running the monarchy, their realm, their jurisdiction, their land, what they own, whether you believe they should or not, that is the kingdom. Two, state or fact of being, as in freedom. Now, that's interesting. I never really thought about the fact that the word freedom was made up of the word free and the suffix dumb. <laughs> dumb. That's that's a different word. Uh, so yeah, that's interesting. I I I'm curious now what other what other words have the suffix dumb that deal with the definition state or fact of being. My brain won't be able to come up with any examples. 
Uh, and number three for this suffix, those having a office, occupation, interest, or character. And it says specified, those having a specified office, occupation, interest, or character. So it's very specific, as in the example, officialdom. Sounds a little clunky, but uh, yes, there are quite a few words that that you just throw in dom at the end of it because it's dealing with a specific office, occupation, interest, or character. Um, let's see, the... The etymology says this is from the Old English, dom, which means judgment. And there's more at the word doom. Hmm. And here is our last word. If I were to do that in front of a dolphin, I could totally have a conversation with them. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Spencer, hey, how you doing? What's up? I know what you're saying. And uh, yeah, we can make that happen. No problem. Just give us like three hours. Okay, our last word is domain. D-O-M-A-I-N. Domain or just domain. It is a noun from the 15th century and we have uh, at least 10 definitions. Yeah, 10 uh, plus uh, number one has A and B. So 1A, complete and absolute ownership of land. And it says compare to eminent domain, which I feel like would probably be similar, but maybe even more so. Can you can you have more ownership than complete and absolute? Or maybe instead of land, it's about something else. 1B, land so owned. So the land is called the domain, but then you can also have domain over a land. 2 a territory over which dominion is exercised. Uh, So I guess that's also just the land that is owned, or you can exercise your dominion over that territory. Three, a region distinctively marked by some physical feature, as in the domain of rushing streams, tall trees, and lakes. So you're describing this area as having these types of features. Um, And so I guess you could also say the rushing streams, tall trees, and lakes, they own that land. They control it. It is their dominion. A region distinctively marked by some physical feature. Four, a sphere of knowledge, influence, or activity, as in the domain of art. That is definitely a sphere of knowledge, influence, or activity. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not really much in the domain of art. I would like to learn more and uh, be more of a part of it. I guess I want to be parts of all of the domains. Just, just give me all the domains, and I'll just, I'll sneak in and out of them as I please. Five, the set of elements to which a mathematical or logical variable is limited, specifically the set on which a function is defined. So I can't really give you much more, but basically there there is a group of numbers. I think to put this in extremely basic terms, there is a group of numbers and they are called the domain. And so then, or it's a set of numbers. And uh, then you can use them to 
to make things happen. Six, any of the small randomly oriented regions of uniform magnetization in a ferromagnetic substance. Hmm, that's a thinker. Small randomly oriented regions of uniform magnetization. Something about magnets. That's that's all I can say. Now, if you take a magnet and it would like the north and south poles be the domains, but I, I'm not sure about that. Seven, the synonym is integral domain. Eight, the highest taxonomic category in biological classification ranking above the kingdom. I didn't even remember this one. I definitely have forgotten probably half of those things. So domain is bit. I thought there. I thought, I thought kingdom was the highest one, but I guess there's one more above that called domain. Hmm, fascinating. Nine, any of the three-dimensional subunits of a protein that are formed by the folding of its linear peptide chain and that together make up its tertiary structure. Oh man, my brain does not understand proteins. I know like the tiniest little bit, they fold up in very specific ways, but like what they are, I I don't understand really. Uh, So the three-dimensional subunits of a protein. So there's the protein, but then there's the subunits of a protein that are in three dimensions. They're called domains. Uh, the folding, oh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, please go study protein so you can learn about that, and the last one, number 10, a subdivision of the internet, consisting of computers or sites, usually with a common purpose, and denoted in internet addresses by a unique abbreviation, as com or gov. Also, uh, the synonym is domain name. And examples of uh, with a common purpose as providing commercial information. So that is uh, their, their common purpose, providing commercial information. So there was a change not that long ago where they created all of these new domains. You know, most things would be like .com, .org, uh, .edu, .gov. But uh, there's a whole lot more now, and so um, you're going to see a lot more of like, man, I don't even know what's out there. Dot .tv, I think. Uh, dot, I'm not sure, but there's a lot more domains out there in the world now that they don't all have to be .com. Eh, that's really all I know about those. I, I don't know much. Okay, uh, the etymology, not helpful. So we're going to reread the words. We had dolomatization. Dolor, dolorous, dolor, dolphin, dolphinfish, dolphin striker, dolt, dom, 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 domain. Uh, I think I'm just going to pick dolphin as the word of the episode because I just think that they are fascinating and uh, very smart. And, oh, uh, you know, uh, I think there are, there are cultures around the world who, who might hunt them. Uh, catch them you know maybe there's like a dolphin fin soup or something i know there's shark fin soup i don't want people to be doing this i understand that it's uh, a cultural thing 
Uh, but I also feel like uh, if you're going to do it, you got to do it sustainably. And so you're not getting rid of all of them. I don't think the the dolphin thing is as bad or as big as, you know, whales or sharks maybe, but I do believe it exists. And uh, man, they, they just deserve our respect. Just like every single other living creature, they deserve our respect and our love. And uh, especially especially the smart ones. <laughs> no, they're all they're all equal. But you know, when you when you can when you feel like you you can communicate with something in a certain way, uh, it's you know it's easier to communicate with a dolphin than maybe like a sea cucumber, even though they are all alive. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, dolphins, dolphins, when they sleep, they only turn off uh, half of their brain. They they sleep with one half of their brain. Uh, and then they uh, they they flip it when they're ready to sleep with the other one. They turn off that one so they can still uh, swim and and look around and avoid predators. Do I know any more other facts about dolphins? I don't think so. I think their their way of communication is just uh, fascinating, and uh, I can't wait to see what we learn about that. Dolphins, 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 dolphins communicate with sonar. It's super high pitched and we don't understand it, but we think we're getting better at this understanding dolphins. Dolphins, dolphins, dolphins. That's going to be the end of this episode. Yes, it is. Uh, let's see. Whoa, I got I to gotta think I got to tell you maybe another movie or two so I can get back on track because uh, I got real behind. Um, where did we leave off? Do you remember? Can you tell me? Oh, uh, I may have mentioned Risky Business. I never saw that movie. It's, uh, yeah, I think I did. Um, Infinity Pool. That's a crazy, interesting, fun movie. Uh, extremely adult, extremely uh, 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 gross, and um, uh, sexual, and uh, yeah, not, not a kid's movie. Infinity Pool. It's made by... Uh, Cronen- Brandon Cronenberg, the son of David Cronenberg. I think that's his first name. They both have made very interesting, uh, creepy horror thriller movies. Good stuff, though. Uh, let's see. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I had seen this movie probably shortly after it came out, uh, so probably like 20 years ago. I didn't remember virtually anything. I loved it. It was great. Uh, it was originally a stage show, and then they turned it into a movie, and uh, the music is just rocking and great, and the singing is friggin' off the charts, super, super amazing singing, and um, I can totally visualize how this was a stage show, because the whole thing, almost the whole thing, is performed by a rock band. You get the story by the band playing, and then there's some other scenes in there that maybe they added for the movie i'm not sure but uh but yeah it's uh it's it's good it's good stuff uh yeah i think we'll just leave it there for this episode and uh yes yes that's it you have found the end of this episode congratulations here is a little bag of gold for you uh please come again and bring a friend or 17 this has been spencer dispensing information goodbye Hello! 
My name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump. I said, come on, for who we got to say, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, for Pods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.